Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The power of a seasoned tongue. We're looking at this because living effectively requires you to be able to develop the ability to speak and to communicate effectively. One of the biggest challenges that a lot of people are having is because they don't know how to talk. They lose a lot of opportunity, lose a lot of blessings because they don't know how to talk. They talk anyhow. And when you talk anyhow, people don't want to be around you. When you talk anyhow, people don't want to associate with you. When you talk anyhow, people don't want to bless you because you just use words anyhow. The Bible tells us the book of James chapter 3, James chapter 3 reading from verse number 5, the Bible said, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. In other words, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so say, is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets it on fire. They can set and set on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. From the passage of scripture, the Bible is making us to understand that the words that come out of your mouth matters a lot. The words that come out of your mouth, they are very, very important. They, 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 they matter a lot and they are very, very powerful. Our words will shape our lives and determine the direction that we will go, either for good or for ill. The things that come out of your mouth will determine whether life will move directly, move in the direction that you want, or move in the opposite direction for us. In the book of Proverbs chapter 16, reading from verse number 24, the Bible says, A pleasant word are like a honeycomb. How many of us have ever known what a honeycomb is? That, that thing that, you know, where you have the honey, where you have honey dripping from. It's like a honeycomb. He said, it's sweetness to the soul and health to the bone. In other words, when you, the Bible is saying, the words, when you are, when you properly craft your word, when you properly design your word, when you properly speak your word, he said, it promotes you. Your word that comes out of your mouth has the power to promote you. The words that come out of your mouth has the power to position you for greatness. It has the power to be able to prosper you. When the correct word comes out of your mouth, when you say the things that make people, that blesses people, you'll find that it has the ability to promote you. But the interesting thing is that the same words that come out of your mouth, if they are not properly crafted, if they are not properly worded, they are not properly delivered, the same word can harm you. The same word that comes out of your mouth that is able to promote, it can harm you. The same word can hurt your, your chances of success. That same word that comes out of your mouth can hinder your progress in life. And that is why you find that some people are making progress. Some people are getting promoted, while some people are not. Sometimes it's not because of your competence. You know, it's not because of any other thing. It's just because of the way you speak and how you speak and how you, you know, how you interact with people. Your words have the power to harm. Your word has the power to hurt. And it has the power to hinder you. In other words, what we say, how we say what we say, 
when we say the things that we say, and where we say the things that we say, have the power to shape your life, shape my life, and determine the direction that we are going to go. When you don't know how to be, when you say, when you, the, the way, what, what you say, how you say it, where you say it, and when you say it, have a way of impacting your life. And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs chapter 18, in verse number 21, the Bible tells us, it said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, it is what you use your word to do. It is the result of that word that comes out of your mouth that you are going to enjoy. The question is, why is the word that comes out of our mouth, why is that word so powerful? Why is life and death in the power of the tongue? Why is the word that comes out of your mouth so powerful? Let me suggest to you that the words that come out of our mouth are powerful because words are the vehicle of creation. The Bible says that the Lord God Almighty looked at the world and he said, let there be light. And there was light. He said, let the waters gather together and it gathered together. He said, let the earth appear and it appeared. Let fruit begins to come. Let trees begin to come. Let the animals begin. The word of mouth is the vehicle of creation. And that is why the word that comes out of your mouth is very powerful. Because it creates. Words are powerful because they are the vehicle of creation. Words are powerful because they have creative power. The Bible says that you shall declare a thing and it shall be established unto you. In other words, the things that proceed out of your mouth, the Lord established them. So be very careful the kind of crap that you begin to spew out. The words are powerful because they possess creative power. Words are powerful because they shape the thoughts that are in the minds of men. You will notice that the things that people say will get you thinking. And the words that you hear, if you have positive word, it helps you to begin to think positively. If you hear negative word, it helps, it forces you to begin to think negatively. When every day you wake up in the morning and the only thing you hear are the things that put you down. Before you know what's happening, you begin to have a negative image about yourself. Words are powerful because the words shape the thoughts that goes on inside our hearts. Not only that, words are powerful because words have the power to influence action. When you wake up in the morning and you say, I feel good, you will notice that you have this surge of energy that is able to move you forward. But you wake up in the morning and say, oh, this day is not good. This day is whatever. This, before you know what's happening, all your energy is sapped away. You don't have, you are not able to do the things you want to do because of the things that procure, that comes out of your mouth. The Bible makes us to understand, it says, a gentle answer turns away wrath. You see somebody who is angry and you speak to them gently. You'll find out that the words that you speak will begin to change the way they will react. He said, but hard words stir up anger. So when you see somebody who is angry and you start yapping that person and you start telling them how stupid they are, you start telling them how nonsensical their thought is, you begin to inflame their action again and they become more, they become more passionate. And before you know what's happening, the situation now gets worse. Words influence our actions. That's why they are powerful. And not only that, finally, the words that come out of our mouth, they create the realities that we see. Where you are today is a function of the words that you have spoken in the past. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 55 verse 11, 
It says, so shall my word that goes out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. I want you to look at the next statement. He said, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things that I send it to do. In other words, the words that come out of your mouth, because you carry the spirit of the Almighty God, those words have the, they create the reality that you want. So if you say that I'm going to prosper, you will find that prosperity begins to look for you. If you say, I am healthy, you will find that health begins to look for you. If you say that I'm going to succeed, you will find that the lies, the stars will align to be able to help you to succeed. But if you begin to make negative pronouncements about your life, about your situation, about your circumstances, the reality that you are confessing begins to come to pass. He said that the words that goes out of my mouth, they shall not return unto me void because they will accomplish that which I send it to be. Words are powerful because they create the reality we see. So you see, words are powerful because the words that we speak, the spoken word, is a creative force. And that is why the preacher told us in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5, he said, do not be rash with your mouth. In other words, don't have mouth diarrhea. Don't start talking and just talking without thinking. He said, do not be rash. Be not rash with your words. And let not your heart be hasty to utter things before God. Don't just say nonsense before the Almighty God. There are people when they suffer just one little limitation, one little hardship, one little disappointment. They begin to say, God does not love me. I don't know where God is. Why God, why are you living like this? Eh? Why can't do me like this? And they start saying all sorts of crap. And the preacher says, do not be rash with your mouths. Let not thy heart be hasty to utter things before God. For God is in heaven and thou art on earth. Therefore, let your word be few. Don't talk too much. Clever preachers have said that God gave us one mouth and two ears so that you can hear more and talk less. But I think, I think they think that most people think that God made a mistake. Should have made this one to be two so that I put one at the back. You can answer the people at your back and then close your ears so that you don't hear what they are saying. But, but, but God knows what he's doing. Anyhow, you know, the word is, the Bible is trying to tell us, your word have the power to create your reality. So be careful what you say. The Lord Almighty even told us in the book of uh, Isaiah 57, the Lord says, I create the fruit of the lips. In other words, the things that come out of your mouth, I bring it to pass. And that's why he said, you will decree a thing and it shall be established. That's why Jesus said that you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed into the sea, and it shall obey you. Because the words in your mouth are powerful. He said, I create the fruit of the lips. Now that you have an understanding of what words, of why words are so powerful, we must make sure, therefore, that the things that come out of your mouth, anytime you open your mouth, anytime you speak a word, you will make sure that the words that come out of your mouth are crafted thoughtfully. Don't talk because you have to talk. Don't say things because you have to say things. If you are going to be effective in the new year, make sure that the words that come out of your mouth are carefully crafted. Make sure that the words that come out of your mouth are used carefully. Don't use words anyhow. Because words carry power. What carries meaning? Don't just use words anyhow. Use them carefully. You speak your words skillfully. There are some words that will make people angry. There are some words that will suit people. There are some words that will uplift their spirit. There are some words that will bring them down. Be very careful the words that you use and be skillful in the way you deliver them. And finally, most importantly, but now that we know that words are very powerful, we must make sure that the words that we speak are the words that are seasoned, properly seasoned. 
You know when you have a good steak and it's properly seasoned, cut the thing, depending on your taste, maybe medium rare or whatever, and you put the thing and you put it in there. Oh my, it's like heaven. That is a steak that is properly seasoned. When you hear the word that is properly seasoned, you will notice that it makes your spirit happy. You want to want to be around that particular individual. There are some individuals that when they speak to you, whatever the problem you have in life, you say, I don't have any problem. There is no impossibility with them. People voice their mind, they pour their heart to some individual because they know that these people have a well-seasoned tongue. They know that when they speak, the voice of the Almighty God is, you know, is heard through their voice, through their words. So you make sure anytime you are speaking, because of the power of the word, you make sure your words are properly seasoned. Paul the Apostle understood the power of words. He understood the effect of words. He understood the creative power of words and the influence of words and what words can do in the life of an individual. And so when he was writing to the Colossians church, the Bible tells us that Paul was writing to them and he said to them, he said, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer one another. Yes, there are times when you really want to give it to that particular person. There are times when you really want to show that individual that, yes, you know how to answer. But the thing is, Paul is saying, let your speech be with grace. Season with salt, that you may know how to answer each other. You'll be able to give the right response to the right situation to the right person. The question is, why must you develop a seasoned tongue? Why is it necessary for you to develop a seasoned tongue? Why must you be careful in the way you craft your word? Why must you be careful in the way you use your word? Why must you be wise in the way of you? Why must you be skillful? Why must your tongue be seasoned? Look at the book of First Samuel chapter 25. We're going to read a couple of verses so that we can illustrate this point very well. First Samuel 25. In 1 Samuel 25, the Bible tells us of a story of a guy called David and Nabal. The Bible says Nabal was a very rich man. But the guy was a knucklehead that he doesn't know how to talk. His tongue was not seasoned. Bible tells us that Nabal was sharing his sheep. And David wanted Nabal to be able to show some gratitude for the security work that David had performed for, the, for protecting the sheep of Nabal when they were in the wilderness. Bible says that in verse number 5, when David heard that Nabal was sharing his sheep, verse number 5, the Bible tells us, David sent 10 men. And David said to the young men, go up to Carmel, go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus you shall say to him, he who lives in prosperity, peace be to you, peace be to your house, peace be to all that you have. I have heard that you have sharers, your shepherds were with us. We did not hurt them, nor were there any missing from them all the while they were in Carmel. Ask your young men and they will tell you. Therefore let your young men, let my young men find favor in your sight. For we came on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servant and to your son, David. In other words, David was basically bothering the guy up. Hey, man, we took care of you in the wilderness. We provided security. There are bandits where your sheep were feeding. There are a lot of people who would have taken your animals and eat them and killed them and done whatever. But we didn't do that. We provided security for your, for your people day and night. And I know that now you are trying to count, you know, do the good thing. Why don't you just settle us? Take care of us a little bit. The Bible says, 
David just went and said, show us some appreciation. Tell us that we're at least you appreciate the fact that we, we, we gave security to your people. But in response to David's requests, look at verse number 10. Nabal answered David's servant and said, who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away, each one from his master. Shall I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed from my sharers and give it to the men when I do not know from where they are from? In other words, you did security. I didn't ask you. You have done the security. So what's my problem? You want me to be giving you stuff right now? I'm sorry, I won't give it to you. So the Bible tells us that the day that the men that David sent to Nabal, they didn't argue with the guy. They just went back and they told David, hey, David, this is what this guy have told us. This is his response. David was so angry. The Bible said that he made up his mind. And in doing so, he took 400 men. He said, I am going to deal with you today that nobody will be left standing by the next day. Say, I protected you and you think that you are smart. Now I'm going to make sure I wipe you out. Now, while David was on his, was on his way, coming to Nabal, the Bible said that there were two servants who went to Nabal's wife. This man don't create a big boo-boo. He messed with the wrong person. He decided to piss off David. Ah! And Abigail said, look at this guy again. What am I going to do with him? Abigail knew the implication of what Nabal had done. And the Bible tells us in verse number 18. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five share of roasted grain, 100 cluster of raisin, and 200 cakes of figs. And loaded them on the donkey. And she said to her servant, go on before me. See, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband. Because she knows that one is going to create another trouble. The Bible now told us that as Abigail was riding towards the, towards the camp of David. David was also riding with 400 men towards the camp of Nabal. And for as God will have it, Abigail met, met him on the way. Before David could get to the camp of Nabal and wipe the guy out and knock some senses into him, Abigail met with him. Now look at verse number 33 and see what Abigail did. The Bible said, now Abigail saw David and she dismounted quickly from her donkey, fell on her face before David and bowed to the ground. Talk about prepping. And then number 24, the Bible said that she fell at his feet and said on me oh my lord on me let this iniquity be and please let your maiden servant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maid servants now if you begin to read from verse number 25 all to verse number 31 the bible told us that abigail eventually talked david out of killing neighbor he told him my boy you don't want to do this you god has already anointed you you are going to be the king you want to kill this useless guy the guy doesn't have any common sense if you kill him now, you are going to have his blood on your head. When he eventually become king, he's going to trouble you. Abigail now began to lay the case for David. And David eventually said, okay, no problem. This guy is not worth it. Let me take whatever you give. And David walked away. The Bible said David relented, accepted the gift, and went back without wiping out Nabal and his camp. That is the story. The question is, how was Abigail able to talk down a very powerful, mighty warrior from killing Nabal, her husband? How was Abigail able to talk David out of killing Nabal? Let me suggest to you that Abigail was able to talk David out of killing Nabal because Abigail had something that most people don't have. Abigail had a seasoned tongue. 
Abigail understood how to speak. Abigail knew how to say the right word. She knew how to order her word. She knew how to turn. She knew how to douse a situation. She knew how to be able to speak to somebody who was already angry, coming with 400 soldiers. She knew how to bring the temple down and get that person to reason. In the book of Proverbs chapter 15, reading from verse number 1, it said, A gentle answer. Which what is which is what Abigail had a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a hard word stir up anger. There are many people today who are having difficulties in their lives, not because of the devil. You know, normally I joke about it. I say, by the day we finally get to heaven, and we get to peep and see the devil, and the devil is talking on that judgment day, and they are saying, "Why did you do this, boy? Why did you do this?" Say, it's the devil. They say, ah, 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 ah. Point of correction, sir. This thing this guy did, he did it by himself. I have no talking in this one. This one does not, this one has nothing to do with me. The devil, you know, is very good at denying, but he's going to deny a lot of things. The Bible says a gentle answer turns away wrong. Many of us don't know how to talk, and then we get ourselves in trouble and say it's the work of the devil. Sometimes it's not the devil. It's just because you don't, you have not seasoned your tongue. A gentle answer turns away rubber, but the hard words stirs up anger. The question is, what is a seasoned tongue? What does it mean to have a seasoned tongue? And how can you identify the seasoned tongue when you find one? A seasoned tongue, my brother and sister, is the, is the tongue that speaks words of affirmation and word of assurance. What kind of word comes out of your mouth when you speak? Is it the word of affirmation? Is it the word of assurance? Or the word that you use to degrade and deteriorate and, and, to, de- and, to, and, to, and to be able to bring down people? The tongue, the seizing tongue, is a, seize, is a tongue that speaks word of encouragement and reassurance. It's the word that tells you it will be well. Regardless of what is going on, the Lord Almighty will answer you and will meet, will meet you at the point of your need. Is that the kind of word that is coming out of your mouth? Number three, a seasoned tongue is a tongue that is is a tongue that speaks word of faith, word of hope, and word of love. It's the word that tells people that believe in God, God is able to do it. It's the word that said never give up because God is still on the throne. It's the word that says that you don't have to cut off people, love one another. That is a seasoned tongue. A seasoned tongue is the one that speaks the word of life, the word of wisdom, the word that tells you put your head in gear before you open your mouth. The word, the, the seasoned tongue is a tongue that is appealing, that speaks appealing and comforting words. When you speak to such an individual, you find out that whatever anxiety you have, they are able to cool it down. They are able to tell you it is not the end of the world. A person with a seasoned tongue is a one that has a, that speaks insightful and motivational word. When you are ready to give up, when you think that you cannot do it, when you think that you are at the end of the road, the individual comes and it begins to inspire. It begins to speak to you. It begins to give you insight. It begins to give you motivation. Before you know what's happening, you are riled up. There is a fire that starts up in your spirit and you begin to take action. That is a seasoned tongue. A seasoned tongue is the one that uplifts and inspires you. A seasoned tongue is a tongue that gets you to the place where God wants you to be. That is a seasoned tongue. The question is, why must you develop it in your life? Why? Why must you have a seasoned tongue in your life? I tell you, my brothers and sisters, you need to develop a seasoned tongue because, number one, it helps you to be effective in the things that you do. When you know how to communicate, when you know how to speak the right word, 
you will find that that not just being effective, you begin to attract uncommon favor. Bible makes us to understand that Abigail found favor with David, even in the midst of David's anger, because he knew how to talk. Because she knew how to present the word. She knew how to say the right thing. So a seizing tongue, the reason you need it is because it attracts uncommon favor to you. When people know that this is a person that can speak life into my life, they find you out. Not only that, you need a seasoned tongue because it grants you access to unusual companies. The Bible says that Abigail was able to go and meet with David. That was not the kind of person he would meet ordinarily. This was the anointed of the Almighty God, the future king of Israel. And Abigail was able to access his company because Abigail had at a seasoned tongue, knew how to speak, knew what to say, and knew how to say it. Not only that, you need a seasoned tongue because it persuades powerful allies. Your seasoned tongue will able to persuade powerful allies. How many times have we lost opportunity because we have talked rubbish, and because we have talked rubbish, somebody says, is this the person you want to bring into this company? Is this the person you want to give this job? Is this the person you want to do this favor? This person doesn't know how to talk. It's a useless person. And that is how favor is lost. And that's why anytime you remember, anytime we pray here, we pray that the Lord Almighty will raise a voice for us where we have no voice. The only way the voice will be raised for you and you'll be able to persuade powerful allies is when you have your tongue that is seasoned. When people know that you are a common sense person, that you speak the right word, that you know how to communicate, that you don't talk anyhow, you don't run your mouth, you don't put people down, you are not a negative person. When people, when you have that kind of a reputation, it is easy for you to persuade powerful allies. It's easy to be able to get access into their presence. Not only that, you are able to influence decision makers when you know how to talk. And I'm not talking about flattery. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you speaking truth. You speaking the right word. You knowing how to order your word. You knowing how to speak at the right time. It, you will be able to influence decision makers because they will be attentive to you. They know that you speak the word of life. If we want to be able to respond effectively in the new year, if we want to be able to attract uncommon favor in the right quarter, if we want to gain access to uncommon people, if we want to be able to persuade people of means, people of influence, people that make decisions, if you want to be able to do that, we must be ready to walk on this tongue. Must be ready to walk on your tongue. There are many people who cannot stand in relationship today because of what comes out of their mouth. There is a deception in this particular society, in this culture that we live in, that when you run your mouth, that's what makes you special. That's what makes you confident. That's what makes you assertive. That is just pure foolishness. I'm not saying that you become timid that you don't speak, but you must know how to order your words. You must know when to speak. You must know how to speak. You must know where to speak. And you must know the way you deliver your word when you are speaking. We cannot afford to talk anyhow if we are going to move forward in the new year. We cannot afford to talk to people carelessly and talk to people anyhow because we think that we are assertive and yes, nobody can talk me down. Yes, I mean, this, I mean, that's, anyway, that's a story for another day. But if our tongue is not seasoned, like never, we are going to attract unnecessary trouble to ourselves. If you don't know how to talk, if you don't know how to order your talk, if you don't know how to process the word that comes out of your mouth, you are going to attract unnecessary trouble to yourself. Okay? Number two, if you don't know how to talk, when your tongue is not seasoned, you will lose a lot of favor because why would I want to hang around somebody who talks anyhow? Why would I want to do that? 
Why would I want to be around somebody who has diarrhea of the mouth? Who just talks anyhow? I wouldn't want to do that. So you will lose favor when we are when our mouth is not seasoned. When our tongue is not seasoned, we destroy relationships. Many relationships have been destroyed because people don't know how to talk. And people just say the things that come into their mind. They make a declaration anyhow. You know, they just say the things they want to say because of what they are feeling, the heat of the moment. They destroy relationship when your tongue is not seasoned. Access is denied when tongue are not seasoned. When people don't know how to control what comes out of their mouth. When they talk anyhow, you are denied access to the presence of the people. You are denied access to special places. You are denied access to the things that will bring you blessings. When, but when the tongue is not, when the tongue is not seasoned, there is a strong probability that you have guaranteed your own failure. When the tongue is not seasoned. We look in the political world. When politicians talk anyhow, you know for sure that they are going to lose an election or they have not, nobody will want to associate with them. When your tongue is not seasoned, failure is guaranteed. The question then is then how do you season your tongue? How do you make sure that your tongue is properly seasoned? Number one, you season your tongue when you know the power and the value of words. When you know how powerful words are. When you know how people interpret words. When you know the impact of what the life of an individual, you will begin to season. You will begin to become very careful what you say. You develop a, a seasoned tongue when you feed and meditate on the word of God. The Bible says out of the abundance of the hearts, the mouth speaks. In other words, when you load your mind with a whole boatload of crap, a boatload of crap will come out of your mouth. But when you load it with the word of God, when you feed it with the spirit of the word of, of the almighty God, you will find that as soon as you start talking, it will be bringing out, it will be oozing with favor. It will be oozing with grace. It will be, it will be seasoned with the salt, with the word of the almighty God. So you develop a seasoned tongue. Number one, when you know the power and the value of the word of God. Number two, when you feed and you meditate on the word of God. Number three, when you think and you process your word carefully. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.